Hello, welcome to You, Me and our couple's therapy podcast with all the therapist. Here, we will be discussing navigating life together, challenges and everything in between. Hello and welcome back to You, Me and I'm Jordan. I'm Kirsty. And thank you for coming back and joining us in our podcast of just our lives and rambling on about different subjects. Um, this week is going to be focusing on you, me and secondary infertility. Yeah, and this week it's going to be quite a good thing because it's the first proper sort of episode. Last one was a bit of a practice run for us, but this one we've actually got a topic to discuss. We're yeah. not completely just going to be rambling. <laughs> yeah, last week's was just an introduction to us us getting used to the setup of a podcast, mm-hmm. all the technical side and stuff, but I feel like this one's going to be a lot more in-depth, as obviously you've already said, but it's going to be more in-depth because obviously this is something that we're going through mm-hmm. kind of right now, so it's something that we're fully aware of and we know the emotions of it. Yeah. Oh, I, I want to say the ins and outs, you're going to know a lot more of the ins and outs than what <laughs> I do in terms of all the medical and technical mm. stuff but yeah it's something that we're going through at the minute so yeah this is what we wanted it to be like us sitting down and having a like proper conversation about everything yeah but before we get onto that we're going to start off with a little segment each week and the segment is what's new with you so i'll let you kick off with what's new with you this week so with me um this week i have finally told my family um everything what we're going through with the trying to conceive um journey that we're having and yeah so i've told them about us possibly having to have ivf soon at some point mm-hmm. um being on that sort of like path to go in there and yeah so i told my mum rang her up and i hadn't like really planned it really i just was ringing her just to have a chat and then i was like just tell her just tell her I, yeah. I've kind of been waiting to see her properly and it's been so difficult this last year because I like I live a four hour drive from my parents so with the whole coronavirus thing I've not been able to see them much at all but I was kind of always waiting on mum mum like giving me a lead in mm-hmm. so I was waiting on her saying like oh so when are you giving me more grandkids or Oh, like when oh, you... it's, a com- it's a question yeah. that we've had before, isn't it? But mm-hmm. not, not for a good while now. Yeah, no. I think they've always. I think they've kind of started to suspect something a little bit because mm-hmm. they knew that we wanted to have more kids, and I think the longer that it's gone, the more that they've kind of suspected something, and I think that's why they've never really asked again, because um, they don't want to be that person to sort of like ask you when you are going through something like that yeah so yeah i was always waiting on mum saying something like that so that i can then be like well actually here's the thing (laughs) but then she never did so then i was like how do i bring this up and then yeah the other day i just i don't know why how i like why i even felt like that was the time to do it but i was like i'm just gonna say it maybe because we're kind of getting closer to things actually happening yeah obviously with us having the appointments next month and stuff maybe Mm. it's gonna just spurred you on to kind of do it yeah just obviously because that's a bigger step yeah in everything so it is it's a massive thing as well to be going through and i didn't want to go through that and not tell mum and other people in like the family that i'm close to and stuff because even though like they don't have to know but i felt like it's such an important thing that you are going through you need that sort of support network from your family 
and yeah I think I, I just felt bad that I hadn't like told her yet and I would have felt really bad if I had, if I was going through it and I didn't and I hadn't told her yeah imagine how bad you'd feel that if you were going through it you'd gone through it we got pregnant and, and she then she found know. out yeah. or whatever yeah, yeah. And I know, and it, like it's so weird because I feel like she doesn't ha- like she doesn't have to know. It's not that I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. She doesn't. She doesn't need to know it. Like mm-hmm. it's our life, but and I shouldn't feel guilty for then not telling certain people. But at the same time, like she is my mum, and they are my family, so I did want to tell them and everything as well. And it is ha- actually once I told like my mum and then my my auntie knows as well now hi sarah <laughs> what's he gonna not dream drop dream nops <laughs> what's he gonna drop names but there you go <laughs> don't worry sarah i'll do it for you don't worry but uh, yeah now that now that they do actually know it feels like it does actually feel like a weight has been lifted yeah i don't know whether you feel the same but for me i feel like i actually have like this weight on my shoulders of this like huge secret like you know when you've got a secret that you can't tell anybody and you've it's just going round and round and round in your head i feel like that all the time and like when i'm at work especially certain times in the month when it's really on your in your mind yeah i feel like it's all this is going off in my head but i can't say anything oh well i can if i want to but I, i'm not saying anything to anybody so i've got this huge secret and it's just it, it does actually kind of like drag you down a little bit so even just telling my mum and my auntie, like, it does feel like a weight has been like lifted off your shoulders. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah I we're, think... we're not just doing this by ourselves. Like, yeah. we have got other people that we could share it with. I think it would have been different if we did live in the same distance mm-hmm. as what I do with my mum and dad. Now, I feel like if we lived just around the corner from them, yeah. I feel like you would have told them a lot sooner yeah, than what you definitely. have now. Whereas yeah. if I lived four hours away from my mum and dad, mm-hmm. I don't think... I would have told them kind of straight away or as soon as I have or whatever. Yeah, but either, it's a so. hard thing to kind of bring up as well. So with us not seeing them a lot and with us not living near them, it isn't something that does just kind of like come up in conversation. So Yeah, so how's the weather up there? Oh yeah, by the way, I'm still going <laughs> to have a child. I know. Even on the phone when I was telling my mum, I was just like, oh well, we're going to have to be saving money soon <laughs> that's how i brought it up <laughs> like just randomly but yeah and then i was and i did have a moment where i was like do i carry on with this or do i like make something up but i was like no just say it just say it. it's coming out <laughs> we've got to say it <laughs> as you say being out there is a lot better than just keeping it to yourself it's out in the open now it's weight off your shoulders yeah stress kind of relieved from being around them when you can be and having that secret mm-hmm. I imagine it'll be a conversation that you have with your mum the next time you get to see her yeah so. yeah a better more kind of in-depth conversation but it's nice because if and when it comes to us going through like the treatment and everything like it really will be nice to have them to support even though they're not going to be they can't be here physically with us it's nice to be able to to have that support from them yeah because it will be like a tough time yeah but. definitely but yeah so that's me what's new with you um mine's just quite boring in comparison i'm working from home basically with work out so obviously obviously you know mm-hmm. but yeah 
I work in a school and I am as part of my job I'm in one day a week and the other four I'm just working from home so Skyver. yeah basically well I was still slaving away yeah I can't help it <laughs> uh, but no so obviously it's just working from home and because I'm working from home for four days and you're off when I'm in work mm-hmm. it's a case of looking after our son yeah so it's working from home looking after him mm-hmm. and that's it because of guidelines and everything yeah. just can't do anything so at the moment I can't say there's anything new <laughs> nothing exciting no <laughs> nothing that nobody else is going through no yeah but yeah that's that's basically that hmm. well that was nice short and sweet for, for me yes <laughs> for me so this episode um, is going to be all about secondary infertility because that's basically what we're going through so it's a good place for us to start to ease us into these conversations so we'll start by discussing our journey to now so from after having our first yeah day, well basically well we started we decided to start trying for our like a child pretty early on i think like with us being together it was pretty much as soon as well what? not as soon as but just a, was, about a year yeah it was together. fairly soon as with us moving in with each other i remember having that conversation and having it around that sort of christmas time which bearing in mind on our very first date we spoke about marriage yeah we did in a in a roundabout way it wasn't as if i was like right so do you want to get married to me <laughs> wasn't quite like that it no. was it was about the idea of marriage and mm-hmm. the idea of and children and, children and stuff and like stuff, that so. like we did all the we've things been, you we've, think been, <laughs> we've been serious from the get-go basically yeah. we've not been kind of tetchy with mm-hmm. one another it has been serious it's not as if we've gone into this relationship being like uh, i'll kind of see where it goes i think mm-hmm. we've kind of seen what we've wanted to see in a relationship yeah but we both yeah. wanted that as well like i think we both have, we had enough with the sort of like toxic relationships and stuff but we kind of just put all like our cards on the table straight away and was like right this is what we want do you want the same thing if you don't get out <laughs> essentially yeah <laughs> so, time is of the essence guys <laughs> yeah not mocking no, around anymore no exactly and i was in a really good place with myself as well so i was kind of like i didn't really want another boyfriend or anything i was happy being single for the first time ever yeah, so I was like, if I am going to be getting in a relationship, like, I want it to be for the long haul. I don't want yeah. any messing around mm-hmm. or anything. So, yeah, we did speak about that, like, really early on. And bearing in mind, I'm four and a half years older, so four I was... Five no, older. it's not five. If you work it out, it's four and a half, it's okay? It's, it's, four, it's four and a half. It's five. We can give you the date of birth. It's fine. It's four <laughs> and a half. But because of that, obviously, I was ready to settle down. I have been for a long time, so... yeah. And I've always always wanted kids and marriage and families like that has been what I've wanted. I've always struggled so much to tr- try and find a career because I was like, unless unless it was a pop star, <laughs> I wanted to just be a mum and <laughs> just be have a home and a family and stuff. So, but yeah, so we decided pretty early on with us living with each other that we wanted to try yeah. for a, mm-hmm. a child. And to start off with, we didn't really give it much thought. I genuinely thought I would come off the pill and I'd be pregnant because that's what gets drilled into you so much. Yeah, like, it, I is. Just, yeah. it is. Don't be silly, wrap you, all that <laughs> kind of stuff. That's basically what it is. But 
you don't really get taught anything else. You don't get taught mm-hmm. at school that it obviously has to be timed right and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Even watching Bridgerton last night, spoiler alert, by the way, and <laughs> the way that she was like, oh, I'm going to have sex with you and get pregnant. There wasn't yeah. any, any like... Oh, it has to be this time of the month. Mm. Or well, anything. that's what you see on everything, though. No matter what you watch or anything, what you hear about any film, any TV program, they literally have sex, get pregnant, boom. And again, when you're like at school and stuff, everything that you're learning about in the sex education lessons and everything, it's don't have sex, <laughs> otherwise you'll get pregnant. Mean girls. Do say that, yeah, and die or something. <laughs> but yeah, so I genuinely thought I would come off the pill. I did think it would take a little while for it to come out of my system because I'd been on it since I was 16. So I did think it was gonna take a while for that to cut, like, leave my body. So that would have been nine, nine years you'd been on the pill, yeah, pretty much nine, ten years, something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you would have expected it to take a while yeah. to come out of your system yeah, because it's it been would. that long so I did it. I did kind of think like maybe a couple of months um, and yeah and it ended up being 15 months of us trying for our first which again so to start off with it wasn't hard because we was just kind of like well we'll just see what happens Yeah, we'll just let nature take its mm-hmm. course and just kind of see what happens but the closer that it was getting to a year the more I was thinking, why isn't this not happened mm-hmm. yet? Like, this is, why is it not happened? And I constantly blamed it on the pill all the time. I thought, the pill has ruined my body. Like, what has the pill done? Because that's the only thing that I could think of that, like, <laughs> could have affected anything. I was like, I've been on it for too long. Like, what has this done? And yeah, and then I, when it got to the year, I decided to go to the doctors because that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to wait a year. When to the doctors... And she did kind of dismiss me a lot. The yeah, G- it did GP. feel like that at the time, actually. Yeah. Or oh, just keep trying, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, That's kind of she asked a couple of questions. She didn't really take that much time for, like, for what I was saying or anything. And obviously, when you are going through this, you do so much research yourself. You do so much Googling, so much research, and you kind of, you know your body and everything as well. And she, she did kind of dismiss, dismiss me quite quickly. Um, and she just told us to just keep trying um, she wasn't going to do any blood tests or anything like that, just keep trying because we were young and healthy and from the outside at least anyway so yeah because that... that's when you said there that like you blamed being on the pill mm-hmm. and stuff that you kept on going back to that with me I never once assumed that it could be down to me with me being mm-hmm. not young but youngish fit and healthy I never thought yeah. oh it, the, the issue could be me but there is like, no reason like for, if you look at, look at us from the outside we're not like we're not nowhere bodybuilder like no. <laughs> we're not we're not that fit <laughs> but we're we're not unhealthy Hold on, have you all. seen my guns <laughs> we're not unhealthy um, we're both healthy weights um, we both eat fairly healthy not according to the BMI calculator I'm nearly overweight can't believe that, but yeah, we are. yeah, nearly overweight. Um, yeah, so we're both like healthy weights. We're both young, so there's no reason for it to not be happening. So yeah, she told us to just go and keep trying, and then come back again in a few months. And it was getting to the few months, and then we got pregnant. 
yeah. miraculously. And I thought, oh, maybe we just weren't doing it right. <laughs> well, I remember you telling me that you were pregnant and I remember you'd literally bought those, the fertility boost pills. Yeah, the, the Pregnacare. Yeah, those mm-hmm. ones. And I remember taking one of those and then you got pregnant. I was like, well, this is easy. <laughs> what, like, what's these the, what's are magic the big... pills. Yeah, what? <laughs> magic vitamins. <laughs> what's the big deal? I know. But yeah, I thought, I thought, oh, maybe we just haven't been doing it right. And then, yeah, especially with you taking that vitamin, I was like, told you you should have been taking the vitamins from the start <laughs> wouldn't have had to wait this long but yeah so then the whole like infertility and the fertility thing kind of just like left then because mm. we were pregnant and although i was nervous because it had taken so long and because well not so long it feels like nothing now but um because it had taken us a while i was really scared that it wasn't gonna last and I, I literally, I took a pregnancy test every day, pretty much, um, until my 12-week scan. Yeah. And it was at the 12-week scan when I was like... <gasps> well, even the the pregnancy test that you took the very, very, very first time, mm-hmm. you were like, is that two lines? Is it actually two lines? I was like, yes, it is. I was like, great. Go and get a better one. Yeah. Come back. Get a digital one. <laughs> yeah, come back. And then you can see that it'll say pregnant. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you could even tell just from that moment on that you couldn't really believe it. Mm. Yeah, it did take me a while to to kind of relax with it. And that 12-week scan, I was just like, oh, thank God. Like, it was such a relief, like, to know, because I was so scared for that. Mm -hmm. And then after that, yeah, then I relaxed a little bit. So, yeah, and then after Oakley was born, we, it didn't take, that long before we again before we decided we wanted to try for another yeah i knew i wanted to try for another quite early on because i wanted i did want i knew i wanted more kids i've always wanted more kids and because it had taken us a while i had in the back of my mind what if it takes a while again yeah i so think we, you you had that in your mind a lot mm-hmm. more solid and secure than what i did i was kind of like just kind of wrapped up in you just thought i'll just take one of these pregnant kids yeah, <laughs> those, those again. magic pills that jack had <laughs> magic beans um yeah i think it was a lot more secure in your mind i was just kind of wrapped up in the moment of being a dad and i think it took kind of a few months and then i remember just seeing i think another little kid in a shop or something and i was just like i think it was like a brother and sister together Mm -hmm. and i kind of went right okay yeah i'm definitely ready to try again now because i think with the the 15 month wait to get pregnant the first time i think that was completely wiped out of my memory mm. as soon as i found out that you were pregnant with oakley yeah so like even now when you say that it took us 15 months i go did it really like mm-hmm. i just can't remember that at all i yeah. can't remember like the struggle and stuff but i think i was quite not blind to it but quite naive mm-hmm. to kind of what you were going through and kind of what you were thinking and stuff yeah we definitely didn't talk about it as much as we do now no no, no definitely not. Near as much. No. But this time, since trying and stuff again, I think to about six months, I think that's when I've kind of switched on with kind of everything. Mm-hmm. I think even even from initially wanting to try again to up to six months, as I say, I think I was just kind of just in and out of conversations and yeah, stuff like that. Um, kind of not. I don't mean taking into account your emotions and stuff like that I don't be like I just ignored you I don't mean that 
but yeah I think it was about this six month point where I was kind of like right switched on mm-hmm. with it all I was like right something is up because it's taken a while again and now obviously we're at two years mm-hmm. so yeah it's this one's definitely been harder I know it's been harder for you mm-hmm. it's definitely been harder for you because the amount of times that I've come upstairs and you've just been like oh I'm on <laughs> after we've thought that we'd kind of nailed it or whatever yeah. and I've just caught you in tears over something mm-hmm. which I mean isn't all the ordinary because you do like a cry over like <laughs> I don't know messing up the tea or something like that I don't know <laughs> yeah. but yeah just so I can tell that this one's been a lot harder for you and because of that it's been a lot harder like for me as well seeing you go through that and knowing that you've wanted like a bigger family and stuff mm-hmm. it it's been hard because uh, as I put on like my Instagram about the blame game and stuff I did blame myself for it and think like oh yeah it'll be it'll be my fault that like we've not been able to get pregnant and stuff which to some extent we have kind of discovered that is because we're, obviously with the sperm analysis and stuff mm-hmm. it came back that it's suboptimal and there was a load of numbers which I don't understand but <laughs> uh, the fertility clinic told me that uh, ICSI is probably the best treatment that we're going to have to have but mm-hmm. at the same time they did tell me that there is enough there to conceive naturally so obviously as soon as I heard that I've just clung on to that Yeah. but yeah this one's been a lot harder because it's been hard to see you go through that but it's been harder to know that I'm not going to give you the f- size of family that like you would like mm-hmm. but at the same time the size of family that we probably will end up having my wallet will be very happy with <laughs> which if you know me you know it's... that I like money <laughs> it's so easy to blame yourself though because for ages I've always been blaming myself as well I was convinced it was something to do with me it was my body that wasn't getting pregnant so it is nice to start getting some answers mm-hmm. and I still haven't fully had all of my answers yet but no so there's obviously there's definitely something on my side because of the concentration of sperm and the motility and stuff like that that's that's been told to me but yeah as you say there could still be something on your side mm-hmm. which because obviously my sperm hasn't got worse which obviously has taken that time for mm-hmm. when we tried to conceive with Oakley and eventually we did and we conceived naturally we didn't have IVF, we didn't have ICSI or anything yeah. like that so we was really lucky to have Oakley <laughs> but it just goes to show that we can do it mm-hmm. but yeah, there's now we know that there is some sort of factor in there but as you say <coughs> there could be another factor yeah. into it, which is making it take even longer this time mm-hmm. thinking back to wanting to conceive a second child I've, I've never gone into it thinking again as I've just said I like money and stuff and another child would mean <laughs> spending more money but I've never gone into this thinking oh, I really don't want to try for another one like I, I do I, I'm an only child so I've never grown up with brothers or sisters obviously but I've been I come from like obviously a bigger mm-hmm. family in terms of cousins and stuff like that and there's been some cousins that I grew up with that were basically were brothers to mm. me so although I've never felt the love of a brother or a sister I know it's like to have someone around all the time and to give that 
to Oakley would be amazing. So it's not as if I've come into this thinking ah, I'm quite like tentative about doing it. Like I don't really mm. want to do it. I do. It's something that I've wanted as well. Yeah. See, I'm the eldest of four, so I've always kind of been a mum. <laughs> like I feel like my mum always trained me up to be a mum, especially because there's such the a big age gap, age gap yeah, between definitely. like. So there's me and my sister, and we're fairly close in age. But then between me and my youngest brother, there's 13 years. There's 13 years and then 10 years between the other brother. So there has been that big age gap. So I was always babysitting, and there was my mum's little helper. And I literally treat my brothers like they were my babies. (laughs) Um, So I've always, like, kind of wanted that. So to me, and I have such a good relationship with like my siblings as well, with my sister and my brothers, that I, I want that for Oakley, and it upsets me so much to think that he might not have that. And I know he's happy, and I know like only children can be happy. They don't people don't have to have brothers and sisters, but because I've been brought up with it, and I know how like special that relationship is, I'm just desperate mm-hmm. to have that for Oakley as well. I think that's probably one thing that's slightly different between us then mm-hmm. in in a way not in a not in a negative way or whatever like a hundred million percent you do want another one and I do as well mm. but as you've just kind of alluded to there with me being an only child and stuff I know kind of what it's like being an only child growing up and mm. I was never lonely I've had I've always had a good relationship with my mum and dad which obviously you have and your mm. brothers have and your sister has as well but yeah it, it's not it, for me it's not been any different it's mm. just meant that I've had to have independent play and stuff which hasn't affected me in yeah. any kind of way really but I think just, for you as well like you're with being a man like you're not the one you don't actually get pregnant like you don't go through the pregnancy and there's not a lot that changes for you when you become a dad either really like was, I know it does Oh but yeah, well no. It in was comparison like, to a woman, like a lot changes. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I've never had like full on career path or anything like that. And so to think that I won't, like, I might not get pregnant again. I might not be able to ever do that again, and go through all of that and have another child to care for and stuff. Like it genuinely really upsets me. Like I can't even think about it because it makes me upset. <laughs> Especially when it's been, as you say, like your dream, basically, either a pop star or mum. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, a pop star. And I thought, mom. I thought the mum was more like attainable. <laughs> How wrong you were. <laughs> well, no. depending on your choice of man, but it's fine. It's fine. I've got broad shoulders. I can take it. I said that to my mum the other day as well. I said, like, God, I had went out with these. Other well, boyfriends were toxic in so many other ways. And then I went for the one that... <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It's, it's fine. It's fine. But anyway. As long as your mum wasn't saying anything bad, I'm alright with it. Well, it's fine. she did tell me to... Um, she was like, well, you could always, you know, meet someone on a night out. Wink, wink. I was Pretend like, it's well, Jordan. I can't. They're all closed. All the clubs are closed. Oh, that sounds like an episode of EastEnders. <laughs> Thanks for that, Joy. <laughs> Have you found it harder 
this time? And why or why not? Um, yeah. I have. Purely because what I said before. It just, it's been more, it's been more for you than what it has been for me. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know what I'm like. I just kind of brush things off. I don't really get upset about anything. Unless I see my dad cry. Always sets me off. <laughs> Oh, dads and granddads. That's the thing for me. <laughs> but if I see him cry, I'll get upset. Um, but beyond that, I don't really... You know what I mean? Like, I don't really get upset mm. that much. Apart from since having Oakley, and I'll watch something and it's quite upsetting on the telly, I start to go, oh, like, what's, this? what's this in my eyeballs? Is this, is this tears? I'm like, I've never felt this before. I do have a heart. Um, but... Yeah, it's it's just been like for you that I've hated this one more mm-hmm. than the first. Again, the first I don't remember the struggle. Yeah. Because I think having Oakley and then just him being in our lives just completely eradicated any kind of pain that we mm-hmm. had before that. We were so new to it as well at that point. Like to me now, fifteen months sounds like nothing. Like mm-hmm. I feel like why why did I even complain about that? Like. That was nothing in comparison. Whereas, and I think because as well, I say 15 months, but for the first few months, we were so, so, so naive to it and new to it that we were just saying, oh, we'll just let nature ha- do what, do whatever. We'll see what happens. And so we wasn't thinking of it as we're trying to conceive, we're trying to conceive. Whereas pretty much from the get-go with us this second time around, that's how I've been. And especially once we hit that 15 months, I was like, we're overtaking that mark now. Like, we should have got pregnant by now. Especially because we kind of knew more of, like, what we were doing. Whereas the first time around, I feel like we didn't really know what we was doing. No. Whereas, yeah, this time around, pretty early on, I was tracking things to tra- to time it. So I was like, how is this not happening? We've got to 15 months. We've got to the point where we conceived Oakley. It's still not happening. Did you track from the very start? Or did you, when we tried, because it was the January that we said, right, we're going to, we want yeah. to try now. I think so. I, th- I think I tried, I think I did pretty early Starting on. I, f- what, I feel January like I've been buying those. 2019. Yeah. I've been buying like the, the ovulation strips for so long. Mm. I, it always makes me laugh because on Amazon it says like, subscribe and save. I'm like, nah, I don't need to subscribe. I, don't, I might not need them next month. You, you should, because it'll save you money. <laughs> I should have done, honestly. The amount of like money I have spent on fertility things has been ridiculous. Amazon has had so much money out of me purely on like all of this. The guy picking off the shelves of their car, gosh, he's ordered it again. <laughs> I know. It's not even on the subscribe and save. <laughs> She's such a fool. <laughs> Oh, they'll, they'll have a good laugh at you at that place um just if we found it harder this time oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. but definitely yeah 100 percent. i think the hardest moment for me and it's a moment that i don't think i will forget um was there was one month last year and i was like i get kind of convinced pretty much every month there's always some sort of symptom that i'm like oh this is it this is it this month there was one month where I had an ulcer and I was like, oh, I've never had one of this month. This, this is a symptom. This is a new symptom. And it wasn't. But <laughs> there was one month 
Oh, there was... When I genuinely thought I was pregnant. Was that when you were, like, two weeks late? I don't think it was two weeks late, but I was late. Um, and it was during the lockdown, the yeah. first lockdown. And we had been doing quite a few, like... That hit me quite hard, things, that Because um, we'd been doing all the Joe Wicks um, things. Because um, we were just trying to keep healthy and it was good to kind of have a routine of our day as well so we'd always start we'd never do anything like this <laughs> um, but we would always start off the day with doing a get fit like workout or something and i think because that month i didn't track my temperature and i think that month i must have ovulated late possibly due to i, I think it might not have been but i always think now it was due to like us doing the hip workouts too much yeah you would have um, pushed your body too hard yeah and but i hadn't been tracking my temperature that month i think i might have not i think it might have been after that actually that i did start tracking my temperature but yeah so i hadn't tracked my temperature so i had nothing to kind of go off of properly and yeah so i was late on also i thought and we were, i was convinced that I was pregnant but I was still getting I was getting negative tests but I thought well these tests might be faulty because they, uh, there's few reviews and stuff and you cl- cling on to those reviews that say oh it never showed me a line until two weeks or something like two weeks late or whatever so those sort of reviews you are really cling on to because you're like well maybe I've just got a faulty batch yeah and then yeah obviously I wasn't pregnant and I uh, I've cried so much. Yeah, I can remember that time as well because it was that was kind of the time. Te- well, one of the times that we didn't really speak about all of it, and mm. you wouldn't really. Obviously, couples will know this that are going through this, but you have that conversation of oh, I'm ovulating now, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We didn't really have that kind of conversation and yeah. stuff, but like you always had the strips on top of the. I tried to the, give you a little hint. The, the toilet and stuff. So <laughs> I always kind of kind of investigated it myself and would look <laughs> out for stuff like that but then obviously when you you come on like mm-hmm. you can see the sanitary products in the bathroom and stuff yeah. and it'd been a week and mm-hmm. i still didn't see anything and i was like oh hold on like why why are they not out yet because they're normally out by this point mm-hmm. and then i got out, like to a few days later and stuff and still weren't out and then yeah then you did come on and i was like yeah that, that's probably the <clears throat> that's probably the point that's hit me like the hardest mm-hmm. through yeah, it definitely all with me as well i was distraught that time mm-hmm. i'm always upset um i always have a little cry but that one i was i could not stop crying yeah i think i probably would have come give me a cuddle and stuff spoke to you and then i probably would have went out with the dog <laughs> had, a, had a long walk just to kind of clear my head really mm-hmm. which is something that I tend to do when I am having a down moment but yeah. they're kind of few and far between mm-hmm. really yeah so that was that was not a nice time and it's so weird as well because when I was when we was trying for Oakley because we'd had like a few like quite well 15 months of um, trying for him and everything and I would go every month I would test pretty early on, like quite, because they'd be like, oh, I want to know, I want to know, I want to know. And obviously it would always be negative. And that one month that I tried for Oakley, that we conceived Oakley, I purposely waited because I was like, I'm sick of like 
testing and getting that negative. So that that time I purposely waited. I had no pregnancy test left. And then I was late and I was like, right, okay, I'll uh, I'll order some, but they weren't going to come for a week. So I was like, right, I'll wait until that Friday when they arrive and then I'll test and I'll probably come on before then. So I did. And then obviously on that Friday, then I did get the positive test. So now I always kind of feel a little bit superstitious with that as well. So I sometimes try not to test too early on. Yeah. And I try and just wait until, but by that time I've already come on. (laughs) But yeah, it's so weird. I get so many sort of like little superstitions and things. And that is one of them as well. I also feel like we're kind of like stuck as well mm-hmm. with having the secondary infertility. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like we are kind of more stuck in limbo with everything as well. Like, we, you can't move forward. Like, mm-hmm. we've got Oakley, who's getting older, growing up. Like, he can do so many different things and he's getting older and older. And you've got everybody else around you, like, having the second children and and I find that really hard as well when you see somebody who had a child at the same time as you and they're on to the second or after or after yeah that's what we're getting now uh, I see so many people that have had their first after we had our first and now they're on to the second and I'm like how like how is that happening for you but not for us and it's horrible when you feel I literally feel like we are st- like kind of frozen in time like you and me are frozen but everybody else is moving around and everybody else's life is like carrying on but we're still stuck just like with like this groundhog day really, yeah just with like the simple things because you're like like i want to move jobs but i'm like but i can't because then what about if i get pregnant and then i'm not going to get the maternity leave because i won't be at that other job for yeah. long enough or they might not want to take me on if they know that I'm pregnant or if I'm trying or whatever, which, which did, had. yeah, yeah had that, that happened at an interview I had once, the the woman saw like my engagement ring and she actually asked me if I was having, if I wanted children and I was like, oh, uh, I have got one and we do want more and I didn't get the job and I uh, 100% will always say it was because of that question because she would have thought, oh, well, if she's got one. She's gonna. She, she said she wants more. She'll be on maternity leave soon, which, from a business head, like you kind of have to think that way anyway. So, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm still here and I'm not pregnant. <laughs> like I could have been at that job a lot longer than whoever else she did take on. And you would have been furloughed by now as well. <laughs> yeah, I know. But yeah, so even with that and with like us wanting to get married. I never wanted a long engagement, but you kind of like, in my head, I'm like, I don't want to book anything because what about if I then get pregnant? But I don't, I can't put being pregnant on hold at all because we've been trying for however long and we'll be keep trying for however long it takes as well. So it it does feel in, I don't know, like you are stuck and in the minute it feels like there's a never ending sort of like thing as well. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. I do know what you mean. Mm. Uh, like, last year, I did some tarot readings as well, which I've never done before. But I'd seen quite a few, like, on Facebook groups, and fertility groups and stuff. So I thought, right, I'll do, I'll do some. So I did, um, I ended up doing three. And ev- I think three, three or four. And every single one of them said December. So I 
had that as so it's like my little comfort because the whole year that we went through last year of not getting pregnant I, I just kept thinking but it's okay because December's coming up I'll be pregnant in December because that's all of the tarot readings said the same and if they had if they if they'd had all been different ones I wouldn't have believed them at all but the fact that they'd all been exactly the same I was like well they've got to be right like how can they all be the same but yeah it wasn't right <laughs> no because here we are I know yeah so now it is hard again because um, it's a new year so it's like an extra year now and I haven't got that as sort of a thing to look at to be like oh well I'll be pregnant then though yeah the only good thing is that we are moving forward with the like kind of some answers and some treatment now as well because that's what was so difficult last year the fact that we was just stuck with that as well not only because of the fact that you're having to wait on waiting times and things like that anyway we had covid that put a hold to a lot of things as well so i felt like the whole of last year was us just waiting around which was hard because you can't you don't feel like you can move forward at all no but we are that's that's the main thing we Mm -hmm. are moving forward so they're my questions which Mm -hmm. i feel like we've gone over (laughs) quite a few times during this conversation in different ways um but then i also put um asked some of my instagram followers if they had any questions as well because is this the part where you put in a shameful plug for your instagram account no <laughs> go on no. at the ttc mummy <laughs> shameful plug um thanks uh but you know because i want this like we want this podcast to not only help us but to also help other people that might be listening so I think it's important Probably to kind of get everybody's feedback. People that aren't going to have that conversation between their partners, possibly. Yeah. Or, like, are afraid to approach the conversation. Yeah. The topic or or if they are, like, new to it as well. Because it has taken us a long time for us to talk about things. Oh, definitely. Because it's not something that you want to be talking about. You don't want to be, like, going over it all and stuff. So it has taken us a long time. And we're more open now than ever and it has been thanks to this as well the fact that we are doing this i just kind of want to be able to have feedback from other people that are going through it and their questions and stuff as well that we can talk about because sometimes there's things that you might not necessarily think about or you might we might not have brought up with each other before as well so yeah so i'll put the question to my instagram followers first one is and it's for both of us as well do you feel guilty when you have down days because you already have a child? Now, I feel really strongly about this, so I'll let you speak first. Right, okay, I think that probably makes more sense because my answer will be a lot shorter, <laughs> I imagine, than what yours is going to be. Um, do I have down days because we've already got a child? No. I, I don't. And in terms of me feeling guilty about feeling down? Mm-hmm. No. Why? Like, not just, like, in general. I mean, like with the whole fertility thing do you feel like guilty like for feeling down about that yeah no <laughs> no i don't I, why I, can, not? I, can, I can completely appreciate the fact that people will mm. but why should i feel guilty about having a down day about feeling sad about the fact that we can't conceive another child if i want to give my love to a second child mm. and I'm desperate to do that 
it's exact for me I will feel the same way as to what a person is that's going through their first and I don't mean that badly on someone that's going through their first infertility issue but mm. yeah if, yeah I, I just no <laughs> well tell you I am completely the opposite <laughs> I a hundred percent feel guilty constantly like as a mum anyway you've got constant mum guilt no matter what I do I feel guilty about it and then add on top of it infertility is like a whole more like another load of guilt that I've got so yeah I do feel a hundred percent guilty about it I feel like I feel like I can't talk about Oakley and infertility like in the same sort of like thing like even on Instagram I'm really wary of talking about Oakley it's different like on here because we're just talking to each other so obviously we talk about Oakley all the time but yeah when I'm writing things down or if I'm posting something on Instagram even then I feel like I can't be talking about Oakley and infertility at the same time because I feel like but then I don't I don't want to like get away from the fact that there is such a thing as secondary infertility. So by not mentioning Oakley and infertility mm. in the same kind of post sentence, stuff like that, I feel like we're moving away from the fact that this is our secondary infertility mm. and it's not infertility. So that's why because I've mentioned him a few times on my Instagram at the TTC Daddy people <laughs> plug. But that's why I will mention them because I want people to know it is secondary infertility and mm. I think that secondary infertility isn't as well known as what infertility is. Yeah, people definitely. trying for the first one. So again, I think that's down to why I, I don't feel guilty because it's secondary infertility. It's still infertility. Yeah. Uh, we're still struggling to conceive. We do have a child and I love that boy more than I love anything mm. in this world. But yeah, I don't I don't feel guilty about it. Yeah. See I feel guilty for so many reasons. See I'm like I've got like two halves of it because I feel guilty with Oakley because I feel like we're spending so much time like trying for another when we were desperate to have Oakley and I feel like I feel so guilty for like wanting another child so much and yeah like I just feel guilty then on Oakley because I'm like I don't want him to ever think like he was never enough yeah because obviously like you said like he's the world to us so it's just horrible to to kind of be really wanting another child but it's so weird because if I think if we didn't have this fertility infertility thing going on and we did naturally conceive like pretty quickly Mm -hmm. I don't think I I feel like we might not have ever even thought of that no I I 100% would not yeah I wouldn't going back to before having Oakley and the struggle to conceive him I still never thought of infertility Mm. it still never crossed my mind and that was after people I know going through IVF Mm. still didn't cross my mind (laughs) I was quite just blind to the fact that this could actually happen to me yeah or that not even that that it could happen to me but that it could kind of happen to anyone Mm. really I just feel really bad as well when because it does take over your mind quite a lot and it takes over like 
how you feel and your emotions and everything and I think and especially when we do go through the treatment it's going to be hard on me like especially and I do feel I always feel quite guilty that I feel like I'm not giving him enough attention and things or if it's going to then affect him with I know it's not gonna and I know it's just all in my head but yeah you just you just overthink everything and you do feel like why isn't why isn't he enough like why are we why are we spending all this money on trying to have another one but then at the same time but then when I switch it back around I also feel guilty for not giving him a sibling as well and when you see him playing by himself and oh the worst thing is when you see him at the park and is desperate to play with other kids and obviously like they don't want to play with him it's like me and my sister like we didn't want to play with other people we had each other we didn't need anybody else so and it breaks my heart so much when he's trying to run after them to play with them and I'm just like oh he's got nobody and especially like at the minute with the amount of lockdowns that we've been having and the fact that he's not been able to go to nursery and he's not been able to socialise with his friends like there, I do feel quite guilty that he's had nothing. Because obviously we play with him, but it's not the same as no. playing with somebody your own age. Yeah. So yeah, so then I feel guilty on in that sense as well. Yeah, it's just... I feel guilty all the time. And then yeah, going back to not wanting to speak about infertility and Oakley at the same time, things like that. I also, a lot of the time, not as much now, but I also feel like we kind of like shouldn't really be talking about it. Like we don't really belong anywhere, and we're kind of like just being dramatic. I always say that. I always just think say like people will just think that we're being dramatic because we've got a child already. So how can you say you're like going through infertility because you've got a kid, sort of thing. But I think the amount of people that we've met through social media... Oh, definitely. Instagram has helped massively with that. You realise that it's not being dramatic. Yeah. And it is a real thing. Mm -hmm. And that a lot of people are feeling exactly the same way as we are. And that has helped me so much. Because I did feel like that all the time. I felt like I couldn't speak to people about it because I felt like they would always say, but you've got a kid. Like, how... You're not you're not infertile you're not going through anything like that like you're just obviously not doing it right (laughs) do you have any more questions yes i do one more but yeah the answer to that question was i 100 percent feel guilty all the time and yours was no no (laughs) typical man i was just about to say (laughs) typical bloke um yes and my last question from instagram is this is quite an interesting one actually because it's not anything that it's something that I've thought about a lot but I don't think we've ever actually spoke about it but does sex feel like a chore and can you still feel passion when you know it's the time good question Mm -hmm. it is a good question Um, I think any time that you do have sex that you're going to feel the passion like <laughs> so the the dog has just decided to come in on the podcast. <laughs> That's a bit weird. 
every time we do feel the passion, and the dog just starts screaming towards you. I knew the dog loved me, but I didn't know it was that much. Passion, you say? Mm, I want a bit of that. <laughs> anyway. anyway. Um, yeah, it, it's quite bizarre to talk about it and for a lot of people just to hear it and stuff. But yeah, anytime that, you know, we're going to have sex, I'm going to feel the passion because, like, I love you. I think you're amazing. <laughs> you're beautiful. All that kind of stuff. So I'm always going to feel the passion. Um, and the other half of that kind of question is around that time I'm not going to lie it does feel like a chore mm-hmm. it can feel like a chore especially when we were trying that technique of so your ovulation day and the we sperm meets like, egg one yeah so what was it like th- having sex for four or five days leading up to it yeah as it was well. like every other day and then as you got to ovulation it was like every day sort of thing yeah that that did feel like a chore. It did. Mm-hmm. You you were going, you were going up to bed, and you were just like, you, yeah. you, you just knew what was going to happen. Rather mm-hmm. than the other side of that kind of question was about passion. It wasn't as if the moment just overtook you. Mm-hmm. It was the fact that right, okay, yeah, we have to try and conceive a child now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I definitely feel like it has, at times, been a chore, and. When, it, when you feel like that, it's hard to even have any sort of passion because you're just like... Because even now, even though we, we're not doing the sperm meets egg plan because we realised that that did not work for us, we're not, we don't have the stamina to do things like that. Getting old. Um, but like, even when we are just timing it for that time of the month um, and timing it for ovulation, even then I still kind of feel like it is a chore sometimes because... You, because you know that that's when you have to do it. Like it's scheduled, and we ha- we still have jobs. We have got a child, and so there's some nights where you just cannot be bothered. You just want to go to bed. <laughs> you don't want to do anything. But then you, th- but then you know that you've got to. Like you have to do it on that day, otherwise you've missed it completely. Sort of thing. Especially kind of with you working the hours that you can work. Mm-hmm. Obviously not during this lockdown, but pre-lockdown you could be working till eight not getting till half eight we are an old age couple even though that we're still young and the fact that we go to bed at 10 o'clock i have to go to bed at 10 o'clock and it's like you'll come in you'll quickly grab something to eat mm-hmm. we'll watch something very quickly and it's like right go to bed now go to bed now yeah. and we're knackered exactly because even though i'm like like i've been up sometimes since five o'clock that morning as well depending on what time yeah oakley gets up yeah exactly so it's so you are tired so you've got that as well when you're going through secondary infertility you've got something else to be focusing on it's not just you can't just put all of your thoughts into just the infertility you've got a child and infertility and everything else as well there's not a load of petal flowers all over the bed to make it romantic it's probably crayons and (laughs) car toys and you go oh God, I know. get that off the yeah. bed i just want to make my head hit the pillow yeah and it is hot yeah i definitely think it is a chore and i think because of that and because of that scheduling it does take away any sort of passion sorry <laughs> yeah no I, I can completely get why yeah and i think and that's why as well to start off with we didn't really talk about it a lot and i would just try and leave you i didn't 
I think to start off with, I didn't leave any sort of hints and I just used to like kind of try. <laughs> but when you want to go to sleep, you're like, no, nah, I'm going to sleep. You won't even like entertain anything. <laughs> Whereas like then after a while, I thought, right, you, you need some hints here. So then that's when I would leave the like the ovulation strips just like in the bathroom just so you could see even though you probably didn't really know what they meant <laughs> but I was hoping that you would kind of like figure it out for yourself because then I thought well you've got that hint but I've not necessarily actually told you so I might not have killed the mood by telling you I think now it's go right when do you yeah now it's basically got to the point where I'm like yeah I need you now like yeah you can't stay up you've got to come to bed <laughs> But I was gonna watch a film. No, <laughs> bed now. Or I will literally just text you a picture or something and just be like, it's time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, but it's good because I thought that was gonna like massively kill it if we did start speaking about it, and that's why I was really like cautious to speak about it and be telling you when it's time because I thought that's gonna massively kill it, and you're just gonna definitely feel like it's a chore then. But I think we've got to that stage now where we just we are like sex isn't for sex sex like what's the word like sex isn't for like fun at all at the minute sex is we're having it it's because of this yeah like oh yeah this is the job that you've got to do yeah. right now mm-hmm. but then it doesn't it doesn't bother me either like I, a few years ago I think that would have massively bothered me whereas now I feel like it doesn't matter like because we know what we're wanting from this outcome and we know that like after we have this outcome that we want we might go back to normal again like when we're not having to schedule it and stuff but right now right at this minute we've got to schedule it yeah because we've come too far for too long that it would just be a waste I would hate to think that we've wasted a month even though we know kind of like the odds of us actually getting pregnant naturally now are slim but yeah still would want not want to think that we've wasted a month yeah you wouldn't want to miss a month when you kind of think how long we've gone yeah for this Mm -hmm. already exactly interesting topic to talk about there (laughs) (laughs) and that's the end of our podcast now as well i have oh was that the else. last question yeah that, that was, was the, the last oh, yeah. right, okay that was the last question i don't have anything else unless you've got anything that you feel like we've not it's hard to kind of remember what we've actually spoke about and yeah no i think to think how long we've been speaking for i think we've covered a lot of it and mm-hmm. to be fair i think a lot of the points that we have made is probably stuff that i've thought about in terms of secondary infertility mm-hmm. and in terms of what I would like other people to know, yeah. talk about. Mm. It definitely, like it's definitely a thing that needs to be spoken about more, because you hear about infertility, you hear about IVF, but you don't really hear about secondary infertility a lot, because people assume that if you've got a kid, you can have another one. Mm-hmm. You don't ever think that you're not going to be able to have another one if you've already got one, especially because as well. I think for us it might actually be slightly easier because it did take us a while to conceive Oakley whereas for some people they've conceived the first literally straight away 
but then it's the second that has taken ages and I think for that it might actually be even more difficult than what we've had because you're really not used to it and you're Mm. like well how like how is it taking so long when our first was so quick and yeah I think it's definitely something that more people need to open up about and talk about because you don't realize you think that if somebody's only got if somebody's got an only child well it's just because they don't want any more yeah. It's just because they yeah. they can't handle any more or whatever or but m- might not be the case they might have you don't know trying. what's going on behind closed doors yeah basically. exactly and I think there definitely needs to be more spoken about with infertility in general anyway but yeah secondary infertility does need to be spoken about more men and women oh yeah in terms of mm-hmm. that yeah definitely but hopefully this podcast can help yeah. men and women speak about it more mm-hmm. um, but obviously in terms of me I'm hoping that more men speak about it because I know what men are like Yeah, and they'll just keep everything locked up and mm-hmm. just not speak about it that's why I really wanted to do this as well like when my sister said you should start a podcast like I really wanted to do it with you because I thought it was so important not only just for you to open up because I want, kind of wanted to hear your side on certain things but also because like I do think it is important too get the male's perspective on things as well and mm-hmm. for us all to just sort of like have these conversations yeah um yeah there shouldn't be taboo subjects there should be no exactly it's ridiculous it's that they even are about. yeah and i know it's be- and i know it's i feel like i'm going off topic again and it should be don't worry I'll, I'll, I'll cut you off in a second don't worry <laughs> but it's just mad that like people we, we can't talk about it we feel like we can't talk about it and a lot of the time we feel like we can't talk about it because we're scared of how the other person is gonna react because a lot of the time what you get from other people that don't necessarily understand it is oh just relax or whatever or oh it'll happen or and things like that like or they'll just say things that kind of quite dismissive in a sense yeah and that's not what you need really you just want somebody to listen but then I think but then it's because people don't understand whereas if if all of this was more open and if people did speak about their troubles and then everybody would realise that it happens to quite a lot of people and a lot of people that we probably know that we don't actually know their backstory or whatever then you would people would be able to react better yeah because they'll have kind of learned more about it and everything mm-hmm. so yeah I do think it's important for us to talk so hopefully this is going to help yeah others at least uh, uh, yeah I certainly hope so yeah I do hope so Mm-hmm. Um, but again I know I've done it through this episode and stuff but I'm just going to do that shameful plug again for Instagram but I think it's going to be quite helpful for us going forward as well because we want the questions to come in oh, and yeah. stuff so mm-hmm. um, again Kirsty's is at the TTC mommy and mine is at the TTC daddy yeah just any sort of like topics that you kind of feel like you would like to be covered i've got a list of topics that i want covered um but if you've got any sort of topics that you want covered or any questions that you have for either of us yeah if you could send them in that would be amazing because it would it would help and it would be nice to kind of it would make it would force us to have conversations as well yeah definitely and it's nice to get the input from everybody else as well from everybody that's going through it right let's wrap this up then um i'll say goodbye from me yes and i'll say goodbye from me um and we shall be back here again next week with a new topic of discussion thank you so much for listening and tuning in Bye. bye